Hey, everybody. Welcome back to 90s Court. It's me, Andy Clodfelter. And it's me, Lisa Monahan. And for those of you who are unfamiliar that are just like, you know, I was thinking about listening to 90s Court for the first time, and I thought episode 23. Honestly, <laughs> I would love it if you started here, because the people who start back in episode one, where it sounds like we are just in a fucking garbage can talking to each other, like, I would we- much rather you hop in here. So... You know, I thought we I were would, Oscar the Grouch style. Then. We were just both yeah. in, a, in the same can, which it's like Oscar's looking at us <laughs> like, those poor bastards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sharing a can. Um, so here on 90s Court, for those of you who aren't familiar, we, uh, we like to take two things from the 90s. And, uh, and uh, I would say we both present cases for why one is better than the other. And then we let you, the listener, decide via social meds, the social meds, social so- media. Social meds. So we uh, we will drop some, um, as always, we will drop some polls on Facebook and Twitter, and that is how we determine afterwards who the victor was. Yeah, in case you didn't know, 23 episodes in, and you're brand new, and we love you so much for what you're doing right now. And um, and f- frankly, some of the the subject matter here today is one of those things that somebody's like could be like, I didn't give a fuck about anything until this moment, and that's ooh. why I'm tuning into this fucking app. Very because- good point. Uh, at least from Lisa and I's perspective. Um, can I tell a quick story? Uh, I know course. we're not at the court case yet, but I'm going to tell it now because we're, this is kind of our, our nonsense uh, portion of the, of the show. Um, when I originally was thinking about doing a 90s podcast and I was kind of like looking for somebody to co-host with, um, I had like been in communication with Lisa occasionally just for funsies and stuff like that on Instagram. And I remember like I, when I was po- like basically testing her to figure out if she would be a good fit, the first thing that I asked her, and I think ended up being basically the only qualifying <laughs> thing was I asked her like, how do you feel about Pokemon? And then it was just, just like, holy shit. Like both of us like talked for forever on Pokemon. I'm like, you're it. You're it. I don't care about anything else. Everything <laughs> you could, you could have blacked out the rest of the nineties and I don't care. Cause you got this. So. All right. I didn't know that was the moment that changed your mind. And yeah. like, she's just some like random Instagram chick to be like, she's the co-host of my future. <laughs> I, I just wanted to know if we had anything in common. And then apparently like, it turns out like on the show, I've learned that we, a lot of things we had very different experiences, but that ends up working to our favor. I would say rather than us having the same experience and having no like no input on other things that other that might have therefore been missed, mm-hmm. um, so um, so yeah, so we're pretty amped on this episode today. So um, how was your week? Um, it was good, and I have a question for you, real quick. Oh, okay, yeah. Did you did I see correctly that you also watched Midsummer for the first time this week? I oh, you watched it for the first time. We too? watched I it did. too. We watched it uh, Friday night, and I was like, didn't Andy say he just watched this? I was like, okay. it's yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. The movie on a ho- on the whole, I was kind of like, okay, I mean, that's fine. Like, it's a good, scary, <laughs> scary film. But, like, honestly, it was one part of the film, I think, where there's just these old people that are, like, making some guttural, like, chanting noises. Yeah. And I felt like something had entered into my soul, a darkness, and I was like... I cannot believe that they included an actual real life curse in this film <laughs> because I think that I'm cursed and I'm going to die in 10 days if I don't show this to someone else. So you're on the clock, Lisa. So um, well, I showed um, it to Jack. Actually, I clocked out okay. about, I clocked out very short, like after the, um, the hill or the like cliff scene, I was like, all right, fuck this movie. Like I was like, I'm done. Huh. 
like I like I, and it's pretty early on, and then it yeah. just kept going. Like I still left, I still was in the room, and I was still you know partially subjecting myself like, to the I movie. I see where this is going. I don't but, need a. I don't need to watch the rest of it. I, I just, get no, it. That like I, I this is the same director as Hereditary, and Hereditary was punishing in its own way, right? And I was like, this is punishing mm. in the sick. Don't, don't, don't get it again. And so it I was like, pull me soul. once, shame on me. Yes. Wait, I did shame I, on you. Yeah. Same mind. Got no. You don't want to get fooled again. That's a that's a George Bush quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite know that quote, so he I said. I forgot it. that one. Yeah. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you don't want to get fooled again. Yeah. Um, sweetheart. But no, it's it was a pretty good week for me too. I just work was pretty chill, and uh, I I it's been the wet. It was like supposed to be like a rain snow apocalypse yesterday and Friday. Like it honestly did. Friday it, it snowed and rained real hard. Not like a ton of like depth more so Mm -hmm. just it like sleeted all day and then it and then it rained on top of that and it was all just a big frozen chunky sheet of ice oh Um, delightful and then the next morning it was 37 degrees and it all melted so it was okay so Um, awesome but i hunkered down with some flicks i did get to watch spider-man uh far from home for the first time which is crazy because it was so long ago that it came out um and i've been watching the boys which is on amazon it's a superhero like dark superhero type of thing. Well, dang. So well, now I, uh, you guys know about what I watch on television, and I'm sure sh- you're thrilled. <laughs> for sure. Well, I threw out my back this week, and then my son, one of oh. my sons, developed pink eye. So that's why oh. I was like, you know what? Yesterday I was like, I have zero to do because I can't fucking move. So I'm just gonna do all of my research right now. So right now, I'm ready. I'm to so go. glad I truly did pass the curse on to you. Then it sounds like you so did. You good. inadvertently did, and maybe now I will have done so subliminally by making someone listen to this podcast. So yeah, I did my <laughs> part. We're just yeah. here to we're just here to spread you. spread infection. So nineties court, we 90s are the curse. We'll, we'll break your hole. We'll break your soul. Did you say we'll break your hole? I was gonna say soul, heart, or soul, and then I think I said hole, well, and I have regrets. Uh, well, I yeah, well that happened. So, well. hey, uh, Lisa, you got a thing? <laughs> I got a thing. We're gonna we're gonna smoothly segue off that we're gonna do, uh-huh. off that speed bump. Okay, check so out. So smooth. Check out. Okay, guys, we gonna talk about pop up video. Pop up oh. video. All right, because I I spent in in my in my bedridden hours over the last like seventy two hours, I spent a lot of time digging up. Like I love the nineties MTV, and then I was like, okay, but I don't really want to talk about any of these shows yet. I want to save these, so I decided to uh, flip over to VH one, and I was like, oh my gosh, a pop up video, and it was, uh, oh, that's so funny. I I actually <laughs> I just said, oh my god, pop up video, and my first bullet point was, oh my god, pop up video, <laughs> like all according to plan. <laughs> Still on script. I don't know why I would write OMG pop-up video as my bullet point. Like, this is any kind of useful information. But, okay. The the, the show first aired on VH1 on October 27th, 1996. and was created by the team Woody Thompson and Tad Lowe. First of all, Tad Lowe's a dope name. Yes. All right? Tad Lowe is an amazing name. Um, The whole point of the show was to mix, like, showing music videos with little, like, information nuggets over said videos. Um. So mostly they were just like little bits of trivia or little witty notes related to the video itself. Um, And because of TV format, you'd only get like four to five music videos per episode, which was a treat for me. So um, the pop-ups would come up kind of rapid fire, like every 10 to 15 seconds. And that may not be rapid to you, but it's a lot to me when Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm just trying to watch the music video because MTV at that point has already gone over to be like, it's just going to be seven weeks straight of real world versus road rules challenge mm-hmm. of the like battle of the sexes for you know seven years straight 
um, no commercial breaks, no music, no nothing. And so what I want to do now is just, I just want you to know that I did the dirty work and I watched some old pop-up music videos for you on YouTube. And I wanted to just, just, just to make a short, sweet little segment. I just wanted to bring you some commentary from a few of these videos. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, there are more that I watched that are not included because it was actually kind of just boring. Like the the pop-up video for Wannabe by Spice Girls was boring as shit. All they did was talk about Sexy Spice the whole time. I was like, I don't even like her. She's like 81 in this music video. <laughs> she was 24. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, so Sugar Ray, fly. Ah, just want to fly. Hi, 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 hi. There it is. I knew you could come in for me there. So, um, the the some of the nuggets that were worth mentioning there were, um, they were very quick to point out that Mark McGrath was neither Ethan Hawke nor Matt Matt Dillon. <laughs> um, Can I tell you something? It literally it? like it took me so long because I kept thinking like I know the pop up video thing and I could not remember what it was until this exact moment. I'm like. Oh, it's when there's like a music video and they keep having little things pop up and explain what it is. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's fun because it was, like I said, it was either about the artist itself or the band in this case, um, pieces of information related to the shoot of the video itself or just funny commentary related to the video itself. So it was was funny in that respect. So uh, Mark McGrath is not, is neither Ethan Hawke nor Matt Dillon. Um, Apparently Sugar Ray is named after the boxer Sugar Ray Leonard interesting there was a bulldog on set for this shoot and apparently he got upset and he pooped on the set as well it's very very important um one other random note the male scorpion fly carries his genitalia in an upturned position wait that was an actual in the that's it that's from (laughs) video video for this video so i'll say it again the male scorpion fly carries his genitalia in an upturned position my life's changed there it is and um And finally, a very important tidbit from Mark McGrath. Uh, His favorite party trick was setting his pubes on fire. Got to clear out the clear the forest. Mark Mark McGrath did that. He was like, "I'm at a party, so what else am I gonna do?" He's like, (laughs) "Yeah, I'm partying hard, but I'm gonna set my loins on fire. It's all over." So behold my loins; they are (laughs) ablaze. So I am uh, Mark McGrath. Yes, you may he'll... know me as Sugar Ray. <laughs> All right, moving on. It's, Sorry. It's just, uh, second of the three videos I want to talk about, Who Will Save Your Soul by Jewel. Who will save your soul? I don't have as much good for that. That's fine. Sorry. That's all I know. Uh, it was filmed. Uh, she had decided to film this in the Los Angeles City Hall ladies room. This was all her idea. Um, Jewel thinks that bathrooms uh, are sanctuaries where the soul is truly alone with itself. Okay. Jewel, Jewel was raised on an 800-acre Alaskan homestead with no indoor plumbing and used to use an outhouse because <laughs> this was all – they were, like, just riding the bathroom tilt really hard. I was going to say, this this backstory makes a lot more sense now with, with yeah. the, the praising of, like, thank Jesus for fucking toilets. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, Jewel carries a container of Alaskan dirt with her wherever she goes. And apparently, the largest object ever found in the Los Angeles sewer system was, drumroll please, a motorcycle. (laughs) What? Yeah. Somehow, (laughs) that's, I need to, like, there's just certain things, like, the mysteries of the universe type things, like, fascinate me so much. And I would love to see, like, some really weird short movie explaining how the fuck that happened. Yeah. How did a motorcycle get into the sewer system? Well, let's call... One of our favorite documentarians, the guy who did, <laughs> who did uh, Hands on a Hard Body. Yeah. 
Um, and finally, my last video I wanted to share tidbits on. I thought this would be appealing to you, Andy, was My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. <gasps> I know. His heart will go on. Apparently. Wherever you are. I'm just going to bake in a good 20 seconds behind every I'm sentence I speak so that you can sing. Oh, boy. Okay, moving on. Um, Celine Dion said she broke down crying the first time she sang this song. Okay, that's the... That's uh, such a on. Continue, sure. That's totally normal to, to- be to- like, to- to- I'm norm. so beautiful. Like... I did such a good job. I did such such a great singer. Wow. (laughs) Um, Apparently on the set of Titanic, a soup was served and it was spiked with PCP. Um, Hold on. Hold on. Back, 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 back up. Yes. Was it served on the set or the actual Titanic it was served? I believe I saw that it, well, I I assume it was the set of Titanic. I'm not going to go back and check because I'm going to break the internet if I do, as you know, but... You need to if, but I'm pretty sure it said the set of Titanic. Okay, and that's why they were like, awesome. "What if we keep? What if we make this movie like three hours and forty five minutes?" And they're, <laughs> like, like, they're like, "Fuck yeah, keep it going, keep um, it going." Um, oh, this is where the note was from because I um, just a very side mental note of like this cat group I'm a part of. They made a separate cat group of cats named Noodle. Leonardo DiCaprio's nickname in high school was the Noodle. <laughs> Oh my God! Please be dick related. I I am hoping I'm hoping it was. Um, uh, let's see. Celine Dion was originally filmed in front of a uh, like a blank backdrop so that she could be superimposed into shots of the film to make it look like she was in it. But they oh like, yeah. yeah, but but they were like, hey, this looks like shit, so they stopped. <laughs> oh, you know what, Celine, we're good. Thanks though. Yeah. Um, Celine Dion's nickname in high school was Vampire Queen. And okay. the last and final very important note from all of my pop-up video watching was that the Titanic went down with 7,500 pounds of ham on board. Which is really, what's the real tragedy here? I mean, Loss of life, pretty bad. 7,500 pounds of ham? Tragic. Ham. That's that. That's the real 9-11 like, right there. My question to this is like, these people are like pretty rich and be like, you guys are getting fucking ham every day, every day until we get there. Like, there's yeah. just so much insane amount of ham. Yeah, I think the Titanic was just like, we're going to have ham breakfast, ham lunch, ham dinner, ham ice cream, ham pancakes, ham milk, <laughs> ham, ham oh. water. Oh, <laughs> uh, like, well, ham water, sure. That's, yeah. Do we have any towels? No, no, just a very thinly Some cut very pieces of ham. Very thinly cut, like, fucking crepe ham. So like ham um, crepes. 7,500 pounds of ham. So I don't know. Pop-up video was just as useless as everything I just told you. Like, it was just fun little blurbs. Like, the more I watched it, I was like, someone had a fucking blast making this show. So oh, hell I, yeah. Like, oh, I would have loved to have done something like that. So if you ever get a little bit nostalgic for late 90s, early 2000s videos and, and want to go learn more about some of these weird videos, especially if they were pretty popular, and they, they would probably be covered in pop-up videos. So they're on YouTube. Go watch them. Have fun. Wowzers. There. What's your That's, thing? Honestly, no, that is a super cool reminder because I would not have remembered uh, that entire thing. There um, it is. Pop up video. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Yeah. That's like that's like a really cool, refreshing thing. We're like, wow, that's a really, like, I think because a lot of people think about music videos in general. About like, man, I miss back whenever MTV would have music videos and stuff like that. And you're like, well, what about VH1 whenever they had this? Because I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Now, there are certain things that are lost but not forgotten, and I think that's one thing we've <laughs> discovered on this show is 
sometimes all you have to do is hear a thing once and you're teleported back oh, yes. to to a, to a more peaceful and enjoyable time. And my thing that I'm going to be presenting today. Oh, boy. You guys, just real quick, as a side note, he's been talking about this for a while. He's amped up like... He's about I, to throw up. He's so excited. So I'm very excited. To I'm hear like, I it's it's the fact that it was the most it's the most fucking random bullshit like <laughs> of all time, and it was the fact that okay, so let's go back to the late nineties. Okay. okay, I'm already it, there. The internet exists. Mm, that's too bad. Yeah, I, it's well. Sorry, I know that's kind of like the downfall of everything after that. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, Google first comes around in 1988. People aren't really using it very much. You know, I remember I, back then I was using Dogpile. I, that was like the wild, wild west of internet browsers. Like everybody used a different one. Like Yahoo would pop up, and you'd be like, "Fuck Yahoo, I'm going to use something else." And I only mention that because like the actual content that was on the internet at that time was kind of garbage. Like there really just wasn't a lot going on in the, in the internet world, but there were these hotbeds, these pockets of joy that existed, um, early on. Um, you know, like even before YouTube was a big oh, thing, no. oh, um, no. some different things that just were like, Hey, this is an entire dedicated website just to this thing. And so, I'd like to give you all just a quick refresher course. Oh, shit. Perhaps in what I'm talking about. Now, what I'm about to play you is a, uh, it's kind of an updated version, but it has, uh, the first portion is the original. Um, but it's an updated version that I literally was dancing like a fucking wild man to uh, oh, mo- minutes oh. before we started here. Um, and so I'd like to give you all a little sample, and perhaps it might make right ring familiar to you. Oh, I'm not ready. Ah, fuck, I knew exactly what this was. <laughs> oh, boy, I knew exactly what you were going to do. Okay, I can't play anymore. This probably... All right, Just... under 30 seconds, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, ladies and gentlemen... For those of you who are unfamiliar, this is mo- I'm talking about motherfucking hamster dance. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine a time if you weren't alive or maybe you were too young cuz some people we li- like listen are are from, you know, earlier in the 90s and stuff like that. And they have some vague like recollections things they've watched in like pre- previews and everything. I guess this was in 1998 and became famous in 1999, I think. Was it that but, late? Yeah, wow. it was pretty late. So in 1998, um, <laughs> a Canadian student, uh, Deidre uh, LeCarte, um, decided she would op- start as a art project, basically decided she was going to open like a GeoCities page. Oh, yeah, um, GeoCities. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so, ba- and, and so when I say a web page, that's what's crazy to me is like thinking about like, like this isn't even like, hey, Charlie the Unicorn, like other shit like that, where it's like, hey, there's like these are like some of the only YouTube videos on YouTube. No, this was like before YouTube was really even a thing. They're like, we're going to, we are dedicating entire website to literally just you pull it up and all it is on the page when you turn it up is just like a big white rectangle with four, with rows of four different types of hamsters that are dancing. Oh, so I there's, there's multiple rows of this same dancer that's just going bopping up and down. The second row is this orange hamster, like orange and white hamster that's kind of doing some uh, some sick dance moves, jumping up in the air, turning around, shaking its butt. And then another one, <laughs> one is just 
like has its hand raised to the air like it's praising Jesus. It's like, like thank no, God. no, 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 like it just don't care. It's it's witnessing, or yes, <laughs> or like it doesn't care. It's witnessing. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is kind of almost uh, like a like a more cartoony one that is like walking straight forward and just has one eye kind of looking at you. <laughs> and it's just you turn it on. You're like, oh, I'm gonna go check out hamsterdance.com, and it pulls up. And all it is is this image of like of these gifs, basically or gifs or gifs, whichever you prefer, playing on repeat with the background music of the. And you're like, what else is there? Nothing. But people fucking love that shit because they would go. Like I remember so many times we would just go to this page because we're like, there's nothing else to fucking look at on the internet. I guess I'll do this. Um, and that was it. Like that. I think it was the absurdity of it is what made it such a big deal. And I mean. Nowadays, it makes sense. Like, oh, something completely random and out of nowhere. Of course people love that shit because, like, weird, absurd stuff is, like, our jams. But back Mm -hmm. then, we didn't know that. We were just young children, and we did not know that we loved insane, just insane ideas. It's true. So um, the hamster, she did name the uh, uh, Diedrich LeCart from from British Columbia. Holler out to our British Columbian fans. We actually do have (laughs) a good amount of people that listen from the BC. What up, Canadias? What up, Canadias? Um... (laughs) She named the site uh, Hampton's Hamster House, an homage to her ham- her pet hamster, Hampton Hamster. Um, and uh, was she, her intent was to make her uh, her hamster become a web star. Um, and uh, apparently it worked because well, now first, from its creation in August 1988 to 1999, the Hamster Dance site recorded only 800 total visits, roughly four per day. Ouch. But, but can we um, also acknowledge just how much traffic that probably was in the late 90s like that's and think about that's probably, how, probably like 85% fi- of the traffic how do you find that page unless someone says hey look up hamster dance it's not your like <sighs> like hamster video like you're not looking up stuff like that yeah in february of 1999 um word of the website spread by email and early blogs and by march the site gathered approximately 60,000 views in 4 days whoa yeah Soon the site would become featured on bumper stickers and television commercial Aww. for an internet service provider called Earthlink. Um, a, co- a common office prank at the time was to set a coworker's browser homepage to Hamster Dance website, which I will say a friend of mine did do that at my house one time, which was like, that was kind of a thing we did a lot was change people's like background wallpaper to something like inappropriate or like change their, <laughs> um, change their main page to something else. So there was always like, there were those different pages. I can't remember all of them. This is the most memorable one yeah. of one that is just like, this is just absurd. Like you turn it on and you're just, and the music starts playing immediately and you're like, fuck me. Um, now for those of you who aren't familiar, like this is something I learned forever ago. Um, this is based on, uh, Roger Miller's whistle stop. Um, which is the name of the actual song that plays in the background. It's a sped-up version of a song that was literally used in Disney's 1973 film, yes. Robin yes. Hood. Yes, I was yes. hoping you had that bit of information because I've been waiting. I was watching the movie one time with my kids, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's fancy hamster dance. This is, this is, like, this is like slow hamster dance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they just completely ripped off uh, the Robin Hood, which I will say... The best version of Robin Hood, just as a side note. Yep. Um, and uh, and anyways, I, I didn't have a lot to say on this, except um, it did uh, it did top reach uh, number one oh, no. um, in the 2000 to 2001 charts on the Canadian singles. Ooh, Canada. Um, you did it yeah. wrong. And, uh, Are yeah, they I think okay? Reached, 
are you okay, Canada? <laughs> um, but yeah, so obviously they had a lot of remixes of the song and everything like that. In 2008, which is amazing that they were like, people are still into this, right? So they had a bunch of albums that dropped. So they had the album in 2000, Happy Times 10, 2002, The Hamster Dance Party in 2002, Hamster Dance Hits 2004, because there were so many, they needed to bust out the hits. And then Remix. in 2008... Four years later, after their previous album, they put they made a very hamster dance Christmas, and I can't even fucking imagine um, what <laughs> that would possibly be. I don't want to know. Just, I do. I think know. what their albums were hamsters doing different songs. It wasn't necessarily like sped up versions of different songs. So, um, oh. so anyways, this is just a goofy thing I wanted to cover because like stuff like this, like I, I guarantee, like a good chunk of people who watch this will now look up hamster dance. <laughs> Oh yeah, because or or you've done the worst thing possible, which is the start of their Monday, which is already a very difficult day for people to begin with. If they are Listen. working on Martin Luther King Day, they are driving to work like with the worst earworm. Enjoy your workday, friends. Yeah, thanks, Andy. You're the best. <laughs> Love um, you. Bye. Oh my okay. gosh, that's, that's such a good thing. That's like so. Um, I'm sorry. So when we talk about things like hamster dance, that takes me back to the earliest version of the 90s, which is also kind of my or well, I'm sorry, not the earliest version, the of the earliest 90s. version <laughs> of the 90s. But, but I'm sorry, I'm thinking I meant to say the earliest version of the Internet is what I meant to say. Oh, okay. And so like at least how it was introduced to us. And um, while you were talking about hamster dance, it brought up a question that I really want to ask you. And I want to ask, like, I, I would love it if okay. uh, others uh, comment as well. But like, I really want to know what your first email address was. We all know it. What was your first email address? Can I tell you something? I don't remember. Andy, damn it. I, I, Andy. I'm sorry. Oh. I can I could tell you what my AIM screen name was. It's still okay. on my Facebook. What it is was it? A-C-S-B-B-L-A-R-D-Y. It's A-C, which is Andy, Andy Cloudfalter, Silky Boom Boom, Lardy. So... Hmm. Silky Boom Boom was the name of my, uh, we had like, uh, like a huge group of us in like seventh and eighth grade had this fake, like professional wrestling thing that we did. We like made show a show out of it. Like we would film it. Um, and my wrestler's name was dubbed Silky Boom Boom. And I don't know why. Silky and, Boom Boom. And wow, back in fourth upsetting. grade and back in fourth grade, we, there was a comic book that some friends of mine made and a character that was based on me was called Lardy. Lovely. Um, That's which, real which sweet. Thanks, friends. It feels bad, but the character was like a badass. He was just really fat, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, what? but yes, in retrospect, that's just terrible. But, and apparently, but I embraced it, apparently, because I, I made my freaking screen name based on oh it. Oh, my so. gosh. Um, well, my I remembered mine while you were talking. My first email mm-hmm. address was you must be this tall at thedoghousemail.com. <laughs> It was the longest email address in the world, the doghouse mail. I don't know. Because if you remember, that was the heyday where they were like, literally every website was like, I'm an email server, I suppose. And so you were like, sure, you've got Hotmail or you've got Yahoo because you're whatever. And then I was like, but there was the doghouse mail. And I was super, I I don't know. I was just into like having a bunch of different email addresses. And it was, I had that one. And then there was a second one that was like Phoebes 5000, which was a mixture Phoebe? of Phoebes from, yeah, Friends, and then 5,000 for Power Man 5,000, a band I didn't even like that much. 
<laughs> so <laughs> Beeb's five thousand at Hotmail.com. We were, we were both. We both had problems. We but, had she, oh, but we were we were just the exact wrong age to like. Mm-hmm. It was just it's like the least cool age to be experiencing the internet. It in was. a very dear time. So we're, I mean, just imagine a bunch of like fat, awkward, you know, sixth to eighth graders being like, I guess I have an email address. What am I going to make it? There's this band I don't know or like, I guess I'll make an email address after them. And then you like start a live journal and things are terrible. So <laughs> <laughs> things, are, things are terrible. Fam. And things get I don't, ter- more terrible. I don't remember what oh. I would have used an email address for at that time. Like I don't. <laughs> I well, it's, no I mean, because it, it was like it was the it was the advanced way of sending. Because like I, I don't know if if you did this or if boys did this, but girls I know, and I personally found one recently. We would have specific spiral notebooks that we would just send letters back and forth to each day. So like mm-hmm. one person would take a spiral for during one portion of the day and write a letter to one, and then give it to the other person. And so this was probably just the like, oh, super cool internet way to just send stupid shit to each other. I'm tremendously thankful that all those email addresses are gone and that I cannot access <laughs> anything that I ever said. <laughs> I can't believe that domain's not still around. <laughs> the doghouse mail? I mean, it might be. Yeah. Who fucking knows? Maybe they're, like, you know what you're talking they... about emails and browsers and stuff like that. It's like, are you familiar with the Ro- Royal Rumble, what that is? The Royal Rumble, no. Okay, it's a wrestling thing. Anyway, so like, like there's like 32 people that like end up in the length of it end up in this ring. Like, but there's normally not all in there at the same time. And it's about like, so like, imagine like all 32 of them are all in the <laughs> ring at the same time. And it's just like we just had to sort out which ones we were gonna keep. Like, and it was just like that was when that happened. Like around the late 90s was when there was just everyone was in the ring at that point. No one had been knocked out, and we're like, "Fuck! What are we? Who is going to win this? Pure I guess mayhem. we'll just use whoever we can in the meantime." And eventually, obviously, the Yahoos, Googles, and things like that ended up kind of sorting their way out. But so, doghouse mail out in the first round. Doghouse mail. It just it got punted immediately. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, gang. Um. I think we're gonna take a break here. Um. Uh, before we head back into the amazing court case. Oh, yeah. Um, which I will say this as a as a for just to just a, a warning. I don't think either of us necessarily is of the opinion that like either Pokemon is particularly better than the other. There just really wasn't enough difference between red and blue to make an entire court case about it. So boom, there it <laughs> so, is. So so we're doing this. So anyways, um, we will catch you back after the break. Unless Lisa had something else you wanted to touch. No, on. I'm I'm ready to do court. Let's do this. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, from the break. <laughs> it's Andy and Lisa, your dear friends, and my, oh my, are we excited to ta- oh be talking gosh. to you. Oh, this is the best intro I've oh. ever heard. This is not keep like... It just under 30 seconds. There we go. I stopped it just in time. <laughs> uh, that, That's a good brain massage. That Ooh. was a... Uh, oh, my goodness. That was like... It's just... Mm, there's just certain sounds like... You know, there's like those certain people that say like there's a, like the, 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 the perfect sound... That like yes. can like completely put you at ease, like the most ease and everything like that, like the mm. the heavenly sound. I'm sure there's an actual term for it that someone will probably tell us, but just it, that's that's what that is to me. That just well, like I is. just turn the fucking game on. Let's fucking do this. Me and Red or Ash or whatever the fuck you want to call me is ready to fucking <laughs> roll out. It's true. And just fucking destroy Gary. Someone's got to. Somebody's got to kick his ass. Brunette ass. So tired of that asshole Gary. Yeah. Ooh, I hate him. 
Um, before we go to polls, I have something very important to tell you. Oh, please. While we were on break, I mm-hmm. looked up the doghousemail.com and it is still an active email website. Doghouse mail, you just against all odds. It's still there. It's trash. It's trash. And I tried to log into my old account because I would have still used the same password as like 27 years later. um, And uh, it did not. They were like, no, we're good. But thanks. Thanks. But it's still there. And it is the exact same dog in the in the doghouse as it was in like late 90s. It's amazing. My goodness. Yeah. Well, thank you, dog. Doghouse mail for Thanks, still dog. existing. We needed you. Lisa's like, I wonder if I got anything important. From... Wouldn't that be amazing if you opened it up and there was some email you forgot, like that you got from like a friend when you were like in eighth grade? Um. Well, I like I said, I found spiral notebooks of letters and friends of mine that like we would share back and forth from the eighth grade, like just a couple of weekends ago. And I was like, the things we talked about were so dumb. I love it. So, but at least I don't have it in email format. At least that yes. mercifully deletes mercifully, itself after some amount of time. <laughs> so, so. Um, did you want me to touch on the polls or do you want to take them this time? Well, shoot. I'll do shoot, it. Well, shoot. shoot. I don't know. I don't mind. I'm still feeling that that sweet, sweet hands on the hard body East Texas love from last week. So, sure, um, come on in. Come on in, Jesus. Uh, Waterboy versus Beverly Hills Ninja. Did you love Adam Sandler? Did you love... Um, Chris Farley, but I could not believe I almost flubbed his I, name. That's yep, so cruel. I was, I was um, you would have disowned me. That's yeah. cool. So that's um, cool. <laughs> yeah. So Twitter, pretty pretty cut and dry. Sixty forty in favor well, of. Let's be Water clear. Boy. Twitter was like pretty generous. I'll say that they were. clearly. Like, and this is the thing. I w- I will admit, Water Boy was a better movie. I I think I. Plain out said that. Like on the thing, Twitter oh, yeah. was like, we are representing Chris Farley. Because a lot of people were like, why don't you have it against Tommy Boy? I'm like, Tommy Boy will face something far better than, than the Water Boy, okay? You got, but, but why do you got to say it like that, though? Because Water Boy was a good damn movie. I liked not, it. I still like it. Well, not even close to Adam Sandler's best, but Did you on. know that Water Boy was nominated for Best Picture? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? It wasn't. I'm kidding. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> I wish it would have been, though. If that um, was nominated for Best Picture and... His new movie, Uncut Gems, was not. That would be amazing because I know it was funny the timing of that because all of a sudden like people were sharing like Adam Sandler was posting this thing because he didn't get nominated for Uncut Gems and at the same time um, his mom from that movie I just forgot Kathy, Kathy Bates. Bates the Eternal was nominated <laughs> the Eternal. Um, and so they were both sharing back and forth Waterboy things and it I laughed so hard and she was like oh you was robbed you was robbed this Bobby, Bobby Boucher. Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Boucher, you was robbed. Yeah. Um, so Twitter gave gave a generous sixty forty, while mm-hmm. Facebook said, "Hey, fuck you, Dad." Seventy eight twenty two in favor fuck of Waterboy. So fuck yeah, Waterboy was the victor across the board. Oof. But you know what? Chris Farley had some. I mean, I I don't. I honestly can't say I ever watched Tommy Boy. So when it is ready to come up, I'm very interested to hear all about that. You need to, you need to watch the movie, Lisa. I will fuck well dang, I probably will. If my back stays like, blown out like it is, I'll like, just sit and watch Midsummer and then Tommy Boy and eat yeah. goldfish until I throw up. Yeah. So. I, I which is crazy because I got um everybody else is getting like bread and milk because that's a thing that's like a joke whenever it whenever it snows heavily or it's gonna snow heavily is uh-huh. bread and milk. And uh, I went to a store in preparation and got um goldfish and uh um Ritz bits. There it is. <laughs> Same thing, basically. True sustenance, yes. really. 
Yes. Oh, you're an American hero, Andy. Mm. You know what else so, is American? You know what else is an American hero? Pokemon. A Japanese hero. This Did thing you? that just came across my desk. I want to be the very best, like no one ever was. <laughs> to catch them is my real test. To train them is my cause. I have traveled across the land, searching far and wide. It takes Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Okay, we're done. Do the rest. Yeah. I'm going to say we're getting close to the 30 seconds. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it's finally here. There it is. We had, okay, when we started out, we had a, we've had a document for quite some time that has had different court case suggestions, different ideas, things like that. And we always had Pokemon. And next to it, we had, like, nothing. Because we couldn't figure out what to pit it against. We're like, what, Ocarina of Time? No. Like, just this thing is, like, neither of us, Lisa or Andy, would possibly ever want to defend the other side of that coin. Right. And so it just Unless sat it was, there. like, our mother. And then we'd be like, eh, Pokemon maybe. Red and Blue versus mom. <laughs> versus Lisa's mom. She's a great mom. <laughs> the ultimate 90s topic. <laughs> Oof. Okay, so the fact is, some of you who are listening are like, I love your show. Not real big on uh, Game Boy video games, which is fine. Welcome. Just let us let us just nuzzle you. Come on, let us just 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 come on, come on. Sit on sit down on the blanket. We're gonna it's gonna story time, okay? All right. So I will be covering today the actual court case. I should say is Pokemon Red and Blue versus Pokemon Yellow. Mm-hmm. And as we mentioned, Pokemon Red and Blue are almost identical, except they have slightly different Pokemon in them. Um, in different locations, um, whereas Pokemon Yellow is a pretty different game in a lot of regards. Um, similar story and everything like that, but some different things. And Lisa will go over that. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Red and Blue. Boom. Pokemon, as you all may know or you may not, stands for Pocket Monsters um, Red and Blue, or in Japan, Pocket Monsters Red and Green, because they were Ooh, like, because for some reason they just, I mean, that's the thing. And they made a special edition later on called Pokemon Blue. And now when I say later on, I mean this game was out in Japan for a solid two years before it came out in North America. Oh. So we were just just deprived for so long um, as it was out in 1986 in Japan. Um, they had time to release a special edition of Blue because there's Charmander, there's Bulbasaur, there's Squirtle. So it'd be bogus to only do two, except in, if you're in North America and they just never did a green because fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's okay because I think um, of the three I have discussed in the past that I think Bulbasaur is the weakest of the three. I th- so, think I think I would agree with that. Okay. I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. Well, it's yeah. tough. It's he, a tough he, one. he evolves into kind of he evolves into like a very angry old alcoholic he, man at a bar. It's not. He's not great. Into a shitty leafy carpet that drinks <laughs> Bud Heavies all, every day. So <laughs> just constantly watching the game and yelling at his wife and wondering what happened. <laughs> Um, anyways, so that's enough about Venusaur. Um, is it though? Is uh, it? Let's get, let's let's really dig into this rather than talking about the game. <laughs> yeah. So Red and Blue came out in North America and Australia in 1998, and Europe you got really shafted because it came out in 1999. Womp womp. Cool. Um, so um, it came out in '98, and let me tell you this: I didn't remember exactly when this came out, but basically, I think within like 
I think it came out in like September and I think I got it for Christmas. Like it was just a game that I'd heard other, or I think it was after Christmas. Like I knew I had money. So I was like, I need to go buy something. And I heard people talking about this game and how awesome it was. So I finally mm-hmm. went and bought it. And of course I started out with red. Now I'm one of the few people, the few, the proud that can say that I have had owned both red and blue because I had red. And then I think like when I was a freshman in high school, um, a f- cause I was in eighth grade or something like that when this first, like in, um, eighth grade, ninth, seventh or eighth grade, whenever this first came out. And then I think I was either an eighth grade or a freshman when I then traded. Um, I literally just handed somebody my red cartridges and they gave me their blue. And so then I ah. own blue. So I still own that blue version. Um, in fact, just to, in case anyone's keeping track, I currently own Pokemon Blue, Pokemon Yellow, and uh, Pokemon Fire Red, which was the game that came out for Game Boy Advance um, in 2005. Oh. So... Um, the game, basically, here's the general premise, okay? So it's an, R- an RPG, role-playing game, where you are, um, in the in the TV show, they would say Ash Ketchum, but basically you're red, blue, you basically you're whatever the fuck you named yourself, probably boner, like, because you're a fucking kid and you're an idiot. And that was probably, probably that what right. I, I'm almost positive that I named my, my main guy boner at some point, because I thought it'd be funny, because then they call you boner <laughs> many times. <laughs> hey, boner! Hey, boner! Nice. So... <laughs> nice outfit, boner. Nice outfit, like, it is boner. a nice outfit. Why are you being so mean um, to me? And of course, Gary, of course, Gary is, again, we call him Gary because that's what he's called in the TV show. But I mean, he was whatever, you know, basically the opposite color of you. Gary Dick Dickweed, which I think was probably a popular one, too, Dickweed. <laughs> um, is you're in this town called Pallet Town. You grew up and you're living with your mom because that's what you do. Um, and then like one day your mom's like, well, it's time for you to go ship off to war as you're like 12. Um, and you're, and you're going to start your, and so you go, um, uh, you go to meet with, uh, uh, you start to go out of town and you're about to walk out into this grass and, and Dr. Oak suddenly is like, Hey, be careful. You dumb shit. Which I mean, here's the first premise is that he's in this extremely small town that has roughly like four houses. And apparently, if you had walked outside of town at all, you would be murdered by a Pokemon. Like, which is basically... That seems reasonable. The insinuation here is that he can never leave until he got this Pokemon. He's like, finally, I'm 12. I can finally leave. Um, so he brings it, brings you in um, with him and his uh, grandson, Gary, um, who I will say the funny line is that he's like, wait, what was your name again? And it's the way you name yourself. He's like, like Professor Oak's like, what was your name again? And you say, you type in your name or you plug in Ash or Red or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, and of course you you and my grandson who have been rivals forever. What was his name again? I'm like, it's your fucking grandson. <laughs> it's your grandson. Like, you're a very negligent what grandparent. Is, what and, the, and like, are you all right? I <gasps> maybe, like, they were, they, maybe they were trying to say he had like um, dementia. Yep. I think it was. That's why he had to get you guys to hand over all this stuff over because he's like, I'm forgetting everything and I have to. That's why he made the Pokedex was because he was going (laughs) to forget everything. He's like, I need it. There are only 150 of them, but Jesus, I cannot stay on top of any of this. I cannot keep track of any of them. (laughs) Okay. So um, the general premise of the game is this. So you um, get a starting Pokemon. And as we've discussed many times, you pick either Charmander, which is a fire Pokemon, Squirtle, which is a water Pokemon, or Bulbasaur, which is a leaf Pokemon. And for some reason, you get to choose first, which ends up being a real pain in the ass because, I mean, it's nice that you get to pick whoever you want, but at the same time, Gary then picks whichever Pokemon is strong against you. Like, oh, you picked Bulbasaur, he picks Charmander because fire is strong against grass. Mm-hmm. Or you picked uh, you picked Squirtle, well, he picked Bulbasaur, etc. 
So, um, and that's kind of a running theme is you compete against Gary and fight him a bunch throughout the game. He just pops up out of nowhere and says some dickweed shit, and then you beat his ass in combat. Because if you didn't, you would just basically die and, you know, and wake back up, and then you have to go fight Gary again. Um, so, um, so throughout the game, you're basically on this quest for multiple things, one of which is you're trying to catalog Pokemon of the world. That's why he, um, Professor Oak gave you this Pokedex. You're trying to see and catch as many, catch them all, uh-huh. catch them all, um, which I have never done. I have never caught them all. If I did, I would be so tired because the amount of trading, <laughs> you, the amount yeah. of trading that you have to do, because like it's impossible to catch, like in some of these Pokemon, like you can't get all of them. You have to pick sometimes. <clears> and so like you'd have to trade with so many different people to get all 150 uh, Pokemon. Uh, hmm. And uh, I don't know. Maybe some people would beg to differ, but I, I'll tell you this. Uh, catching that Moltres, not super easy unless you use a Master Ball. Um, super hard. And then if you do that, then you can't catch the Articuno with a Master Ball, or you can't catch Mewtwo with a Master Ball. Because like, there's the one that's Master Ball you get in the game, which basically is just like, hey, it's a cheat code. You catch whatever the fuck you want, and you that's can't it. can't rebuy those? It's just the one and done you in the game? You get the period? one and done in the game, yep. Oh, shit. Um, so starting out, um, so basically the combat is this, you like are walking through grass or you run into a trainer who's like, Hey, I, I like shorts. They're, 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 they're comfy and easy to wear. I, lo- I my... love the, I love the lines. They the were totally lines like, they say. like, like, Hey, how about that air? Wait, what? I thought, why are we fighting? I didn't know we were fighting. I also like air. Do we have to do this? Do we have to do this? Like, I felt like we, I was actually like pretty tired. I was hoping to get to my destination. Um, yeah. So as you're doing that, oh. then it goes into the thing where it's like you fight and you select different moves against the other Pokemon and you try and basically knock them out. Um, fortunately, a lot of people out in the world are like, you know what I think would be the good strategy? I'm just going to have like like six insect Pokemon. <laughs> Like, not diversify. Nobody (laughs) diversifies out in the world except you. You're like, I'm going to, like, get, like, a pretty well-balanced team. They're like, fuck that. I'm going to get, like, seven Caterpies. Four Weedles and, like, like a Zubat. And especially they'll be like, I got a Kakuna that's going to beat your ass. And it just, hard, it just like, harden and no attacks. Kakuna's going to make it. He's got perseverance. He's He's got heart. He just appears to be struggling really hard. So, yeah. You're going from place to place. You're trying to get gym badges, um, which help you to, for with different things. Like they um, help you get to new areas. They help you um, your control higher level Pokemon. Um, so you start out kind of the order of the cities. Just to go over that is first you're in Pallet Town. That's where you first start. You go to Viridian City, which is where you're kind of doing some chores for um, uh, Professor Oak. Um, and then from there, you go through the Viridian Forest to Pewter City, which is where you first fight the first gym leader, Brock, who is a rock-type gym. Then Cerulean City, which is the water-type gym. Vermilion City, which is the, um, I'm forgetting, Lightning, uh, maybe? I think it's the Thunder Gym. I think that's the one where you're on the uh, the coast, and that's where the SS Anne is. I don't know if you remember the SS Anne. I do remember the SS Anne um, very much, which is like the worst name for a yeah. ship. Just Anne. Anne. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Great. Um, so, like, and, and that's the reason I always tell people when about starting Pokemon is so many people are like, Charmander's my favorite. And I'm like, I respect the shit of that because Charmander is the hardest Pokemon to start with in the game. So hard because you're f- going against a rock type where, like, leaf and water are both strong against it. And basically Charmander can't do shit against it. Then you face a water gym where you're getting your ass kicked, and then you go to a lightning gym, and you're not particularly strong against that either. Um, so it takes a while before you actually do anything worthwhile. Um, Lavender Town, where there's ghosts. 
uh, Celadon City, where there's stuff that I don't remember, Fuchsia City, Saffron City, Cinnabar Island, um, Seafoam Islands, the Indigo Plateau, which the Indigo Plateau is the very is kind of at the end where you're fighting the Elite Four, um, who are like the four best gym trainers in the world. Mm-hmm. So there's different ways of catching Pokemon. Of course, you're going through grass. You re- get random encounters. You hurt them and bring down their health. And as a result of that, you can catch them. Um, and uh, otherwise, there's you can also fish for them. Um, there's like fishing poles, which is how you get Magikarp, which is how you eventually get Gyarados. Because if you don't get Gyarados, like what is wrong with your life? Because he's one of the best in the game. While well, his Magikarp is completely worthless. Um, God, I feel bad because I want to talk about this for four hours. And I'm just like looking well, at the clock. Being if, like, if, mm. if I, no, no, no. If I may go ahead, because Poke, to my understanding, Pokemon Yellow was basically identical to in gameplay terms of like wise, cities. Yeah. yeah gameplay and, and also I think cities. I could be totally wrong, but like. They're same cities. Yeah. Yeah. So if they're the same, go for it because there are just a few differences. A few different add ons. Yeah. So do, yeah, knock yourself out. Sure. This is something you were extremely passionate about. Yes. By all means. So, let me tell you first off. So here's the crazy thing. So like it's. Like, you go through the game the first time, and I mean, a lot of the times, like, I can tell you my first time playing, I pretty much, like, you have, like, you're, you're starting Pokemon's one of the best Pokemon you're ever going to have. Right. Like, it's it's hard to get a better one, and a lot of the times you'll just be like, I, like, you don't even intend to do it, but you're just, like, end up having, like, a level, like, 90 uh, fucking Venusaur by the end of it, and then yeah. the rest of your dudes are, like, level 50 or, or something like that, where they're, like, worthless, basically. Like, you don't really have much use for them. Um, later on, like the reason I go back and play is I'm like, I want to get a really sweet, well-balanced team. The problem with that is, is that like, it takes a lot of work to get them all up to the correct proper level because you're like, I want to have one psychic type. I want to have one fire type. I want to have water type, one grass type, one electric type, um, and one strong normal type or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, now I will point out just to those of you who are playing, if you want to know how to get a really elite squad early on, just a little bit of Andy tips. Here we are with Andy's tips on Pokemon Red and Blue. Um, this is early on in the game. Uh, first, what you're going to do, no matter what you got, you, let's say you, uh, you you get past Viridian City, which, let's be weird, face it, it'd be weird if you didn't. And you're going through Viridian Forest, and you're kind of like, man, look at all these stupid Caterpies and spear, and like Spearows and birds and shit like that. Why don't you just keep, just keep going up and down that grass for a while, and I bet you something eventually... Um, little Pikachu's going to pop up, and you're going to be like, oh, that's weird. I went through here and faced about 80 guys, and finally a Pikachu popped up, and now I have a fucking lightning-type Pokemon this early in the game who is a boss. So you can catch, just so you know, you can catch in the Viridian Forest um, between there and going on to the Water-type gym. That's right, the Water-type gym where a lightning Pokemon would be very helpful. You can catch one. And then once you get to Celadon City, before you go to the lightning gym, you're like, hey, there's this one really random patch of grass that I had farmed so many times because Abras like to show up there. What? And you can get it, an Abra? You can get an Abra. And this right is er, pretty early in the game at the second gym, before the second gym. Jeez. And outside the second gym, when you're getting that thing, I will tell you this. Abra is the most infuriating Pokemon of all time to catch. If any of you who have played the game can fucking witness and, and say, holla back, my man. It is <laughs> because you go in to fight it and the only move it knows is teleport. So, like... You basically have to hit it, pray that it doesn't teleport away, which sometimes be like it tried to teleport, but it failed. Or you try and put it to sleep, and then it goes to sleep, and then you try and catch it. Like it's so difficult to catch, and you'll and it'll it's like a one in like 
you know, one in ten, dro- like, random spawn or whatever. So you'll have to fight, like, a bunch of other bullshit before you get another Abra again. So you keep going and trying to catch it. But once you get it, oh, my God, it's one of those things that if you drop that off at the nursery, you're going to be so happy. That's right. I'm like drop a fucking... <laughs> I, I love like, that this is a metaphor for, for parenthood to be like, oh, I can't. I finally just, got a baby. All right, here you go. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Because it's worth, because all it has is is teleport. So it's like, I'm trying to get this thing to like learn confusion or like turn Mm. into a cadaver or whatever. So yeah, that's kind of my big early starting game thing is like that. And usually I catch like a Nidoran. There's like a couple like Nidorans that are, they end up becoming pretty strong when you eventually get a Moonstone and turn him into a Nido King. So that's like early game strategy, just in case you're thinking of like, let's say the power goes out because that's my number one purpose for Pokemon games (laughs) is like the fucking power goes out. And I'm like, guess what? I got a Game Boy and Pokemon like. Like, jokes on you, power outage. Um, I will point. say there ha- there has been a shortage of power outages here lately, and I and it kind of hurts me that I don't have an excuse to play Pokemon. Go camping. Go there, ca- automatic God power outage. No, no, I will never agree to that. <laughs> um, okay, but no. So the point is, so you're going through the game, you're playing different, you know, you're fighting different gyms, um, and you win things. Um, you know, there's different, like, cool different areas. Like, there's this one place, this huge casino, where oh, you casino. Um, you can technically. I've never done this. I don't know how what the trick is to this fucking casino, but apparently, if you win enough money, you can potentially get a Porygon, which is this. Oh, I've never, the I've weird never had guy. that. But yeah, but apparently, it's like fifty thousand or some absurd amount of coins that like is almost impossible to get. Um, there's the Safari Zone, which is super fun. Um, just basically, you pay money to go into this little Safari Zone, and like, there's a lot of rare Pokemon's you don't see anywhere else in the game, like Executors, you know, like this big, mm. I don't know. Oh yeah, the big palm tree. Um, yeah, Rhydons, um, a bunch of like a uh, Taurus uh, stuff like that, and so you're basically you can throw rocks at them or throw food at them, and then you throw Safari balls to try and catch them, and you know whatever you catch, you get to bring out with you. Um, so then near the end, um. I, I will say this throughout the entire game, there's this, this group of people and they don't really go into them as much as they do in the show. In this game, I think they do in Pokemon yellow or the future ones, but in the early ones, team rocket is a, uh, is the bad guys. They're kind of the bad guys that occasionally you'll run into and you're trying to foil their plots, um, to mm-hmm. help save some Pokemon. Um, but like I said, they don't have the Jesse James deal like I think they do in some of the later games, like they did in the TV show. You remember Jesse and James? Oh, of course I do. Jesse James. James. <laughs> Meow. Okay, Meow, That's right. All right, we're listen. We're coming off real nerdy in this episode, and I'm so, okay with dude, it. Dude, I am so. Right I want it. everybody to know that this is who we are, and like this, like this is the one place where we can be safe. In front of in front of several hundred people is. Can can I take so, a quick note? A quick side note. My sure. my my dear best friend Kim, whom I've I've known since sixth or seventh no, uh, seventh grade, um, I used to force her to sit down on her couch and listen to me recite all 151 original Pokemon Oof. in order. And I'd be Oof. like, and I'd be like, did I get them all? Did I get them? And I had this poster, and she'd be like, yes, you got them. And I'd be like, awesome, I did it. And I was like, who am I? What is this for? Why? Yeah, this is for this? no one. Why? <laughs> she was, um, she's, she's still a really, she's still my best friend. And it's like, this poor woman has seen me in my worst. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's different things in the game. Just like to, to note, like, you know, there's TMs, which are like uh, where you can turn, tr- tr- uh, teach a move to a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of teams are, TMs are super dope. Um, HMs. Um, which are the ones that are permanent. So once you assign it to a Pokemon, it's done. Like, it's done deal. Which I will say, the number one, this is another instructional video. 
Andy story time. Um, so HM one cut. Okay. Cut okay. is an HM that if you teach it to your Charmander, you're going to be super bummed whenever it knows cut. I was one of its four moves forever. And then you try and teach it fly and you're like, great. I have fly and cut and I only have two room for two other moves. Like, you know, there's so many dope moves you learn later on. So mm-hmm. teach it to some stupid ratata or some piece of shit. Like, you know, nobody cares. Your Kakuna. Yeah. Teach it to your fucking Kakuna. Uh, which that you're carrying around for some reason instead of a beedrill. Your level, um, your level seven Kakuna. Just keep it in your like one of your six guys all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's different places, Poke Centers. You can drop your guys off to get them uh, healed up. Um, there's Poke Marts where you can buy different stuff like different kinds of Pokeballs, potions, things like that. Um, it's just like it's it's one of these games that like you can have a different experience every time because there are so many different types of Pokemon and you can be like, Oh, I'm going to get one of these guys and I'm going to try and focus on them. And so like, that's kind of why I love the game and playing it so much is because I just is a different experience every single time. than like maybe near the end of the game, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to try and catch as many guys as possible this time. Cause I normally would only just, you know, get through the game and just make it through. And then once I beat the elite four and Gary, I called it a day. Um, but, uh, it is currently, um, in 2009, they appeared in the Guinness Book of World Records under best-selling RPGs on Game Boy and best-selling RPG of all time. Damn. No big deal. So, NBD, but um, it's a pretty big deal, um, which which is the most... I just said NBD, but it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> so, <laughs> no big deal, but it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, like I said, I, I I didn't... Like I said, like I didn't have a lot... I, I didn't have a lot scripted for this because of the fact mm-hmm. that I just knew I was going to go off on so many fucking tangents but I will say if you ever get a chance to look over some of the different like one like the lines like I like you said that people would say to you like before oh, fights so um like this guy's like I'm a cool guy I've got a girlfriend you know <laughs> I like, honestly like I wish I'm very thankful to be married I'm very happily married but I would love to be single so that I could just have a Tinder profile and have it just be full of like lines Pokemon quotes from, from Hi. Pokemon quotes and only respond to people like that they'd be like hey how's like what's your name or no I mean obviously you know the name but like hey what's up baby would be like <laughs> be like wow sure is sunny today or like yeah. your shoes are stupid <laughs> yeah and there's one this one i remember because it's funny so i look was looking it up online like different famous quotes and i was like oh my god i forgot about this one is this like you'll be walking so far away just trying to avoid this person's gaze and then mm. they'll walk they'll walk straight up like you know oh yeah like 20 feet to you and be like eek did you touch me and you're like no i was <laughs> what are you talking about um oh, and boy. uh so anyway so that's that's kind of Pokemon. I'll let Lisa kind of take it from here because I think I've covered this enough. And this episode's going to be like the longest episode ever. That's so okay. That's let's fine. Let's fucking because do it. Listen, it, it's, this has been a blast of an episode so far. Pokemon so let's, Megasode. Let's Pokemon Asode. Let's, let's keep it going. Okay. Um, Pokemon Yellow was released in September 98, um, which I was I did the math. I was eighth grade. Super cool. Super cool age. Ready? In Japan. Yeah. Oh, was that? I thought that said US. Was that? Is that wrong? Mm-hmm. F. What yeah. was it for U.S.? It was, 90, it was 99. 99. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. So I, I had all that free time yesterday. But You're my fired. Back, it's my back. My back. Um, also for Game Boy. Durr. And uh, Durr. It was the, they, they always say it's the enhanced version of Red and Blue. All right. Mm-hmm. Just going to put that out there real quick. It was the enhanced version. Um, it was also released at, at the same time as the Pokemon-themed Game Boy Color, which, if you recall, was a super sweet, bright yellow 
Game uh, Game Boy, I almost said GameCube Game Boy that had a Pikachu and a Pokeball on one side and a Toadie. That's I forgot about the special Bender. one. Yep, I forgot oh, about yeah, the special which one. Which I I never had one, but I I always wanted one, but never. Uh, I mean, I had a Game Boy color. Mine I still was to this, purple. If you heard me shuffling around, I was looking for my Game Boy color. I found my Game Boy, or excuse me, my Pokemon Red cartridge and my Game Boy camera. <laughs> You still have a but Game Boy camera? Game. I'm holding it right now. Okay. I'm twisting its stupid little ball Any, head right now. Anyone who ever accuses us on this podcast of not being true to the fucking 90s, just let it be known that Lisa still has a Game Boy fucking camera. So you I'm can holding suck it, it in my fucking hands right now, everybody. Take that. I'm authentic. Um, I couldn't find my Game Boy color, which was what I was looking for if you heard me wrestling around. It was a, it's a neon, uh, like a lime green. That was mine. Um, but so uh, some of the enhancements of the Pokemon Yellow are the inclusion of Pikachu as the only available Pokemon to start off with when your game begins. Um, Lame. Which oh, was that your Game Boy? What was that your Game Boy? I I was just I I turned myself off mute for a second to say lame, and then I yeah, I realized my background music was playing while you're doing that. Oh this no, is... it's okay. I was just like that sounded amazing. No, go ahead. That's fine. You can mute yourself. You're just gonna play. This is the theme music, opening theme music to Pikachu. It's like Pika, it. and then <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, but enough of me. I'm, so I'm done. Yeah, no, thank you for thank you for finding this because I could not find my Game Boy, which I should have done in preparation for this episode. Um, mm -hmm. So they gave uh, Pikachu his own unique voice and personality, which is different from all the other Pokemon, and he was almost like a Tamagotchi light and that he follows you around outside, mm -hmm. you know, just as he does in the game. He follows you outside his Pokeball in the game and he can actually grow to have opinions upon you depending upon how you, you play the game and how you treat him. So he can be super sour or be like, you fucking dick. Like, I, yeah, like he looks so disappointed at you sometimes. Yeah, which is fine. I am, you know, this at that age, fine. I'm sure it was a deep disappointment in the eighth grade. So that seems reasonable. <laughs> so you get Pikachu, um, as Professor Oak just captured him at the start of the game, and then of course your opponent gets Eevee, which is actually a pretty cool, opposite like opposite character. Eevee is pretty yeah. pretty legit. I'm all right the with that. Ultimate so, transformative character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I Andy did a great job going over all the levels, all the products, all the different aspects of the game. I'm really just going to touch on some small stuff about this Pokemon Yellow on the side. So apparently, I don't remember this at all, which made me feel like I was a failure even harder. There was apparently a side game where you could have Pikachu surf with the dude and he would go out to Pikachu's beach and like I never ever saw this. He, what? he, he you would yeah, you there was The Dude? The dude yes, Andy, look this up on YouTube. You'll have to look it up on YouTube. Pikachu actually has like a he, he gets to he gets to surf out in the water, which is not unusual, but there's some kind of something that you do specifically that he gets to play this really high graphic um surfing game. Look it up on YouTube, like like uh, called Pikachu's Beach Pokemon Yellow, something like that. Just look it up okay. when you have time and be like, whoa, because it did not ring a bell for me at all. So Pokemon Yellow also had improved graphics over red and blue and, and actually allowed Maybe you to me. print Pokedex entries onto stickers using your motherfucking Game Boy printer, which I still have. Well, no, I don't have the printer. I have just have the camera. I used to have the printer. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, if I understand correctly, you could get almost all 151 Pokemon in Pokemon Yellow, except for a few that are exclusive to Red and Blue, like Ekans, Meowth, Coughing, and Weedle, which is fine. Ekans, no, not, not worried about... not Weedle! 
Not my, not my weedle, <laughs> not my weedles. So I, I want you to know, I looked up that video and I just started. That's why I was laughing a second ago because it is so absurd. Is it not the craziest thing to have him like surf backwards? You're like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's see. Additionally, Pikachu refuses to evolve, just as he does in the show. So if you wanted your Raichu, which I'm gonna say out loud, oh, Lisa, is my favorite Pokemon of all you. time. He is my favorite Pokemon, Raichu. Ugh. You had to trade. You always with want someone. what you can't have, Lisa. That's true. Yeah. Well, even even just before the games came out, just watching the mm. show, I was all about just. I was yeah. All about You're like, Raichu. why are you not evolving him into the better one? This is stupid. He's yeah. I yeah. It's a bummer. Are you? Hey, you can also get Mewtwo by entering the Cerulean Cave and battling slash capturing him. Sure. Um, you apparently can only get one. Mew through exploding glitches in the game, which I would have not known about can I tell at you that something? point. I've Did done do that it? one <gasps> time, and holy shit, Mew is just an absolute world beater. Like, just, oh. just like it can learn any TM. It is so good. Anyways, moving on. Mew, well, yeah, Mew's the best. And also mm -hmm. a very good band. But, um, <laughs> um, the game was uh, so popular when it was released that Target had to release an apology in 1999 for not being able to meet, quote-unquote, the unprecedented demand. Target. Target. You this never is when apologize. you weren't even, like, Target yet. You were just, like other walmart yeah you were like point. like not failing kmart yeah <laughs> you're not failing kmart exactly yeah. it has an 85 percent score on game rankings and a 10 mm. from 10 out of ign less mm -hmm. less high ratings in some places but we're not going to talk about that and then pokemon <laughs> yellow was the third best selling video game in north america in 1999 with the other four spots in the top five all occupied by other pokemon titles <laughs> so pokemon was kind of if you if you had if you were alive and under the age of 90 in 99, you definitely knew what Pokemon was, even if you didn't want to. maybe if you were over the age of 90, but you're probably not listening to this podcast episode, so. Yeah, you're probably dead, so yeah, that's fine. That's fair. No, MBD, but a pretty big D. <laughs> so. a, a large D. <laughs> the D is for death. You're pretty I big think dead. It's, I find it weird that Nintendo Power, of all people, didn't give, like, like gave worse rankings than, like, IGN and stuff like that gave. Yeah. Like, like Nintendo Power gave a 7.2 out of 10 to Pokemon Red and Blue and a 4 out of 5 to Nintendo to uh to Pokemon Yellow. Sure. So, Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. Whatever. Continue. But that's 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 really all I had about Yellow because in essentially when you boil it down, they the the only difference was that you got P Pikachu. Mm -hmm. And Pikachu's pretty dope ass, like let's be honest. And it, I mean, unless I'm totally missing something in all the research I did, mm -hmm. there wasn't a whole lot different. It was just, you you could get, I think you could get more Pokemon, a more complete list of Pokemon with the exception of a few, and you started with Pikachu. And so I guess that was the only bummer is though, is that you, you just got Pikachu. You did not get a choice to do the sure. choice of the three. Do you mm -hmm. want to know the thing that you missed that I'm going to toss you on real quick? Okay, well, go for it, please. I'm sure I missed something. No, 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 you're fine. Yeah. The the big thing that I think was like, okay, this is why I think red and blue are better, is A, okay. you had to choose, a lot more strategy involved, like trying to figure things out, making a team and everything like that. Okay. Pokemon Yellow said, hey, we're going to give you Pikachu, so you have a lightning type Pokemon right off the bat. And then throughout the course of the game, not even terribly long into the game, they just are like, hey, by the way, like somebody's like, Hey, I've got this Bulbasaur, but he's a real piece of shit. Do you want him? And like, that's literally <laughs> like. And then somebody's like, "Hey, this Squirtle used to, this like cops like, hey, this Squirtle's kept getting into a bunch of crime troubles. Like, can you take him?" And you're like, "Okay." And then they're like, "Hey, this Charmander's about to die. Do you want him?" And you're like, "Okay." Like, so they just give you the three starting Pokemon in the game, 
And the reason I have a problem with that is because, because it's like, what need... To, I only have to catch two other Pokemon throughout the rest of the game to really have a complete um, insane team. Mm -hmm. And so that was my biggest beef with Yellow is the fact that, like, they basically just give you, like, this insane winning team without you even trying. Because, like, those other three Pokemon I mentioned, you don't have to earn them or do anything. You just talk to a random person. And they're like, here you go. Man, I really hate this piece of shit pet of mine. It's your yeah. turn. You're the no, Humane just, Society. You're like the walking the... Humane Society of Pokemon. Yeah, I do like, because I, I think it is, like, they're kind of trying to follow, like I said, the TV show. Because mm -hmm. TV show's going on at this point, and it's like... Literally, like, oh, the squirrel got into a lot of trouble. Like, oh, yeah, because he's part of the Squirtle Squad. If you remember oh, from the right. TV I show, so Squirtle. Whack. With the super um, cool pointy black glasses. Yeah, and the Charmander in the show was, like, about to die. Like, he had this tiny, like, tail that was about to go out, and they save his life. And I don't remember what the fucking deal with Bulbasaur was, but he was just like, I'm a fat carpet. Like, come <laughs> come get me. So I'm a fat breathing carpet. Okay, yeah. okay. Can I, can I ask a Pokemon-related question that's sure. very important? What's yes. your favorite? What's your favorite Pokemon? Dude, that's such an unanswerable question. I wish yes, I could give it to you. Yes, that is not true. It's very answerable. Well, yeah, because you original, know, because yours original. is Raichu. Oh, well, of course, OG. Um, like this thing is like as far as actually in the game or just like the actual Pokemon in general. Um, I think I like. Um, I really like Haunter. I know that's a weird Ooh, choice. Oh, no, that's a left, like, left field not even, choice. Not even because Gengar. Then all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, I'm a fat dude that just like stands on the ground, like I'm a big chunk." But, but Haunter <laughs> was a baller, and I always loved getting the Ghost Pokemon, um, very much. Mm. Very nice choice. The other the EV evolutions are pretty baller, but they were a little bit too sexual. I thought, like, I think they're over yeah over sexualizing Eevee's po Eevee's evolved forms. Volpix was not part of Eevee. Is that oh, right? what am I talking about? Fucking, uh, fucking Arcanine. What am I talking? Of course, he's my favorite. What am I? I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, it's fucking. Uh, Growlithe was a baller. Was adorable, and then Gra Arcanine. Yeah. Arcanine was an absolute world beater. I liked. Uh, I always liked Onyx because he made me like. He actually scared me, and he was just a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he was, was one like, of the early ones scary. on the show, too. So. I have a little bit of megalophobia, and I was like, you're too big. I don't like this. Yeah, it feels like it feels like Onyx would just kill everything, for the most yeah. part. Like, yeah. I don't know how he lost. Like, he's just like, I'm just a shitty rock-type Pokemon, and I don't do a whole lot. So. Oh, boy. Hey, well, listen, that's a lot of Pokemon talk. Yeah. We've kept everyone, like, at least over They're an like, hour now. They're like, oh, my God. We are <laughs> why are we still talking Delete. about Pokemon. Unsubscribe. Oh, Unsubscribe. God, help them. Yeah. God. Anyways, um, so this episode was for us and not for you. <laughs> for you guys so hopefully you enjoyed that um so no thanks everybody uh for tuning into the court case again we'd love to hear your votes and everything like that love to hear your thoughts please tell us more about your pokemon stuff i will say from the brief uh semi poll that i did um the majority of people's favorite pokemon starter was uh charmander yep um uh, only a few select people picked otherwise so there it is we'd like to do once again our shout out to our illustrious bailiffs once again, as always. As always. To our most magnificent bailiff, Tim Olson, who beat Goldeneye in his first ever run-through and accidentally unlocked every single upgrade for the game just because he was so unfathomably <laughs> good at it. And of course, to the master bailiff, Clarissa Sandoval. I'm sorry if I say the name wrong. That's right. Um, the only person known to keep their Tamagotchi alive for more than a year and has long since destroyed that record as her Tamagotchi is not only still alive in 2020, but has a doctorate in Shakespearean history and is the only Tamagotchi to, pay, to play King Lear. 
And there was not a dry eye in the theater afterwards. Do you know what that Tamagotchi's name is? What is it? Poop ass. Poop ass? <laughs> that sounds right. They're like... It seems, it seems about like something like it's, everyone it's, should name their Tamagotchi. It was it was weird seeing that on the playbill for the show, but they're like, and P- poop ass? What is this? And they're like, oh, it's a fucking Tamagotchi. Well, she was she was in the, in the sixth grade when she named it, so who are we to say? Yeah, like... I uh, mean, yes this, yes, this poop ass is a Professor Poop Ass now, but... Um, professor yeah. Poop Ass. Dr. Yeah. Poop Ass. <laughs> So, um, oh so Lisa, gosh. you want to take us out? For sure. Thank. Well, a first of all, thank you all for staying with us this long in the episode because yeah, we had way too much fun across the uh-huh. board. But if you want more of this jibba jabba, you can find us at Nineties Court at on Facebook and Twitter, Nineties Court on Instagram. If you want to support the show at patreoncom Nineties Court, we would love to have you. Bailiff and mm-hmm. higher supporters get access to our free yeah, new content show. within the next couple of weeks, probably. That's too, right. Why so. two court, baby? And then, of course, if you'd be so kind, give us all the stars, all the stars on iTunes slash Stitcher. So rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. And in case y'all didn't catch it, Andy has officially become a genius because I figured out how to leave reviews on Stitcher. There it is. Look at that. (laughs) So if you want to leave a review on Stitcher, it's super easy, gang. You just log on to a laptop and or a computer and just sign on go to stitcher.com and 90s court and then it's just right there it's you just gonna can't, be that you, easy for some reason can't do it from your phone which is insane stitcher but apparently they let you do it on the on your uh, old lappy lap so well, um is. so lisa did you have any uh parting remarks before we depart nope thanks for i always say nope and then say something i love that other no. <laughs> so no i have nothing to say except for no this one thing. except thank for this for, thing i'm about to say <laughs> thank you for hanging in there for episode 23 we love this show we love you guys and we are thankful to have you listening we love you all get out there and catch them all go get them gotta Stay catch them all gotta catch them all pokemon, pokemon. 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 bye bye guys